Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What about their podcast, Land? So glad you guys are with us today. We're running one short. Yep. Oh, Danny boy. <laughs> he is, he, he could not be here. He's not here. So it's just back to the twosome. Back to the two of us. Just you and I. Yep. I and you. Yeah. Um, Does it work like that? I don't think okay, so. Okay, that's bad grammar. <laughs> that's okay. But that's me. So how are you? I'm still coughing. Gotcha. Well, you've been coughing since June. No, well, that's not quite true, but I have been coughing for a long time. Uh, I think I'm pretty close to it. So you got on your little Christmas shirt there. I do have a little Christmas sweatshirt. I'm yeah. sorry. It's very comfy, so that's why. What do you say? What is it? a little town of Bethlehem? It has all. It has all the different. Like it has the scene, the Bethlehem scene, and different carols. See, if I had been wearing this last week, I would have been able to answer your question a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> which one was that? About which Christmas hymns and carols we like? Oh. I could have just looked at my shirt and picked. You know, it. I got stuck. Somebody asked me. Yesterday about my favorite Christmas carol, and I was really str- to me a carol should be something very short and just sort of a yada yada, yada. like a uh, Rudolph, yeah. not long. Yeah. So I don't know that I consider Thistle Hair the Christmas Bear a carol. <laughs> so I'm really struggling with the I definition. I don't know that one, so I can't help you. There. You got. I mean, it's just not a carol. Well, neither is Mary. Did you know? Well. Okay. That's not a carol. But like I said, I don't think the I think we all whiffed on it. I don't think the <laughs> Christmas song. So, on our next one, we got to figure out a little Christmassy carol, hmm. and we all choose a favorite. We'll have a list of them when we make that list. So, um, anywho, anywho. So, we are in Galatians chapter four. Yep. And um, whew, we get, we have spent no time. In the intro, we were only two minutes in. <laughs> I, I thought I had a question for you today, but oh. I don't I don't think I forgot it. Good. Oh, sorry. Uh, bummer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know you can't stand my questions. But anyway, moving right along, um, let's just jump in and let's just give us more time to talk. Okay. About this. Okay. All right. That we're not playing, but yeah. it's okay. Well. We can do it. We got it. All right, so you're going to read Genesis 4, 4, and 5, and then I'm going to pray, and then we shout, get started. Okay. I went to King James 1611. I see that. All right. Um, Genesis 4. I was about to close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you can, in reverence to God's word. Um, but when the fullness of time had come, God, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. Let's pray. Father, God, we thank you for the truth of your word. We thank you how it is absolutely perfect, um, without error, hmm. um, that it is all God-breathed, and we thank you for the truth of it. And, Lord, we ask that you would... Um, our lives will be changed by it, and um, God help us to see what Christmas is really all about, and it is really about Christmas and Christ. Mm. So help us with that, Lord. And so we love you and praise you in the name of Jesus. 
Amen. Amen. So I was right there thinking, and I was thinking about Luke chapter 2 also. Yeah. Also when it says, but when the fullness of time had come. Mm -hmm. So let's spend just a minute there. And um, then we'll jump into this other. So what 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 do you think when the fullness of time had come? I'm going to go to Luke 2 in a minute. What's the word mean Well, in your definition? I mean, to me, when I hear that phrase, I go all the way back to um, we know that before the ages began that God had this plan of redemption. And so... Um, before the ages began, before the earth was created, before we were created, God knew that he was going to send his son to be a redemption, to be to purchase our salvation. Um, but he didn't do it in Genesis. He didn't do it in Exodus. He didn't do it throughout the history until it was the correct moment of time, until it was the time that he deemed as necessary. I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> um, and so so to me, it was in his perfect timing is when, when all the other things that had to happen had happened. Right. So how would it have happened? I mean, what... I can't add. So... How would God be able to do that? How did God know exactly when to send Jesus? How, how, so when the fullness of time had come, and that word fullness mean means completion, that which fills, it means which is to fill up. Mm -hmm. So, what what are we saying there? When we say the fullness of time has come, how would God have known? You ever stop thinking? How did God know when the fullness of time had come? Because he's God. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's simple. No, I'm simple. Some people, I bet, would question. Uh, well, that's that. true. That's true. I know, sometimes, and I'm just, not mocking no. anyone, but there, there could be some new believers, mm -hmm. and you're going, "Well, how would God have known?" Right. It's all in His foreknowledge. Right. Right. So, really, to and then you may say, "Well, okay, Pastor, Hank, what does foreknowledge mean?" Literally means to know beforehand. Right. right. In, in his omniscience with knowing everything. And I mean, and it goes right along with the same thing of as um, him knowing even before creation, before the ages began, that this would need to happen because he has all, he is all knowing because he has all that knowledge. So, what you're saying, if I hear you correctly, <clears throat> is that before he ever created and made Adam, mm -hmm. Remember the sermon a few weeks ago? Uh -huh. One of the only things he made. Right. Um, everything else he spoke. Right. Are you trying to tell me that he already knew that man would sin? He, he already knew it. And that he already knew that he would have to, and that Jesus already knew. Yep. <laughs> he took his glasses off, and now he's staring. I'm going to get deep for just one second. Okay. Have you ever thought about the fact that Jesus didn't become Jesus in the aspect of his humanity until he was born with the body? Right. But. He was always Jesus. He was always Jesus. He was always God. Right. He was always. But there. he didn't get his flesh. Right. Until birth. Right. So the form that we know Jesus. Mm-hmm. In a sense, didn't come about until his birth. Mm -hmm. Although we knew his characteristics, right? 
which are the same as God's. Right. And we see him right throughout. Throughout. Right. It wasn't that he was a created being. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. He came into existence just at that time. But yes, but that he took on on flesh. He took on flesh at that point. Uh Isn't that crazy that this, I, I have to believe that out eternity past and up through that night in Bethlehem, that God the Father, who is spirit, we read that in mm-hmm. scripture. God the Son had to be just spirit mm-hmm. at that moment. Yeah. Until yeah. the birth. Well, until I guess he was growing in the Can womb. See, right. You know, uh, conception. Right. <laughs> By the Holy Spirit. <laughs> um so I but why was it and here you know, and when I preach out of Luke two, and I'm trying to remember in my in my brain, because it was a time of Pax Romana. Which means there was only there was really one language in all the world. Mm. Now we know that Aramaic was still spoken in Hebrew, and some still spoke Hebrew, but everybody in the world understood Greek, right. pretty much. Right. And so, and and it was this time of one language, really, in a sense. It was a time where you could travel freely because mm. Rome owned it all. Yeah. All roads do what? Lead to Rome. Lead to Rome. So you, the travel was made so much easier. Mm-hmm. So all these factors were were in the influence and in the in the t- influencing, in a sense, God's decision. Although God already knew the moment. Right. It, I mean, you really have to balance this stuff. And sometimes you got to be careful because you're like, well, that's what made God do it. Then, well, yeah, it was, but God but already knew. knew right? So <laughs> it's really like a, a double entendre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope that's okay to say. I don't exactly know what that means. I just like how it sounds. <laughs> I hope that's not a bad thing. I don't think so. It's. I think you're good. Um. <clears throat> so you you have all of this, and just so happens, <laughs> they send Joseph to go back to his hometown of Bethlehem. Right. Right. You know who knew? <laughs> God. Yep. <laughs> so in this fullness of time, right, that has now come. Here, let's go to this. God did what? God. See, here's it goes back to what we we're just talking about. God didn't create His Son. Right. God didn't um, make his son at that moment. Right. What did God do? He sent his son. So what is that? So that put forth? tells us that God, that Jesus was already in existence and that he um, was already with God, that he was God. All right. Is there an Old Testament prophecy that <sighs> we could correlate with that? That would give us the yeah, very probably, same thing. probably, but I can't think. I mean, you are like rolling through your Ooh, Bible over there. I will because I... Again, trying to find Galatians. <laughs> Y'all, I tried to get her to find Galatians that's earlier, not, and she could not. That's not what happened, but whatever. It, well, it is. It looked like it, but that's not true. <laughs> so can you think of an Old Testament prophecy? I'm giving you a hint here. No. That really says, basically says that that God was, God gave us a son. No. You know I'm not good at <laughs> You know, these things. Go to Isaiah chapter 9. That's where I was headed. And read the little first one. Because I love that because it speaks of his deity and his humanity at the same time. I think around verse 6, 7. Um, yep. In verse 6 it says, For to us a child is born. Whoop. Born. Which speaks to his humanity. <laughs> to us a son is given. Whoop. Given. Something cannot be given if unless it already is. Right, exactly. So there you have his humanity 
and his deity all wrapped up into one little verse, one little sentence mm-hmm. by the prophet mm-hmm. Isaiah, one little statement. Right. That he was both man and God. Mm-hmm. Really, I should put it the other way. He was God and man. Mm. But so when he says that he, God, sent forth his son, and it wasn't like he said, all right, you, second person of the Trinity, you got to go do this. <clears throat> no, they decided this in their foreknowledge, mm-hmm. in his foreknowledge. I, I mean, that you can get, man, it, isn't it crazy to think just how... Everything that God the Father is, God the Son is, and everything, they both are the same thing the Holy Spirit is. Right. Yep. So there was one time all three were actually spirits. Right. That just hit me. (laughs) Yep. And now two still are. Yep. So as we see that he sent forth his son, and then I always think, what did the angels think? Right. I mean, it, since forever, I mean, we, I, I guess, I, I don't know when the angels were created. I mean, there's, I'm going to go down a rabbit trail. <laughs> there was never a time when Jesus, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit was not. That's right. When did he create the angels? Not at all. So however long the angels were there ministering mm-hmm. to God, which is what they do. They had always known them three to be together. Right. I mean, really, wrap your right. mind around what yep. I just right. said. God has always been. Right. Yep. And right. And the angels will. Where does it say that that um, the salvation that we have been offered is it in Peter? First Peter chapter one verse that, twelve. <laughs> that the. <laughs> <laughs> um. At the end of verse 12, where he says that um, to to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. And so the angels don't understand our salvation. And we've talked about before with Easter and stuff about, you know, when Jesus was um, beaten and put on the cross and how they must have been like, you know, like, wait a minute, what's going on? You know, (laughs) send us down and let us rescue him. And so, yeah. to think, I mean, we know that they proclaimed glory to God when He was born, but um, yeah, there's there had to have been some confusion, you know, like what heaven going, what what are you doing? Or where did he go? Right. I mean, yeah. if it, you, I'm I'm guessing it probably happened in like a, uh-huh. and they're like, <laughs> where did he go? He he has he been there right. for all of eternity. Right. right. Yep. Let me just let that. I mean, I have literally blown my own mind here trying to <laughs> fathom this. That I've never thought of it that way, that God has always been. And at what point have, did the angels come about mm-hmm. in the all-time being? My brain is about to fall out my ears. <laughs> well, don't do that because I don't feel like cleaning up well, the best. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, they had to say, you've been with us for all eternity. Where did he go? Mm-hmm. He's always been at the right hand of the Father. He's always been right there. Right. And then they hear a baby cry. Right. And this one angel was told to give it. And then he is surrounded by all these other mm-hmm. angels. And I have to imagine all the angels in heaven are going, <laughs> why is he a little baby? <laughs> and I think scripturally we can back that up with First Peter chapter yeah, 1, right. the end of verse 12. Things that they, they right. want, desire to look into. Right. They long to know. Yeah. 
Because they don't know. They don't know. They've never... Fallen angels are fallen. Mm -hmm. No chance of redemption. Right. And so the angels that did not fall, we I think it was two-thirds. I think one-third failed. So the two-thirds mm -hmm. that were left, which who cares how many that is. Right. Number beyond right. imagine. You know, they had to be like, what is going on? Right. And then yeah, you go you go to that and they're like, You're you're gonna allow this? Right. Right. Uh, it's just it's crazy. So he sent forth his son. Now then he goes, here's here's the second. Remember what, what Isaiah said? Unto us is they a child, child is, is born. born. Uh -huh. Unto us a son is given. Okay. So we have the son. God sent forth the son. Here it is. Born of a woman. Why is that so important? We have it in Isaiah. We have it in the New Testament in Galatians. Why is the fact of his birth so important? Well, because, I mean, we mentioned that he took on flesh and blood. He had to take on flesh and blood. He had to be made like us. Um, do you want me to go to Hebrews? <laughs> Come on. Um, I mean, he had to be made like us so that he could be a sympathetic high priest, so that he could experience everything that we experience, so that he can then um, sympathize with us in our weaknesses. He had to take on flesh and blood so that, but be a perfect human so that he can, I can't look and re-talk at the same time, but he had, so he had to take, he had to be a perfect human in order to pay the perfect sacrifice. He's flipping through my Bible. 412, uh, isn't it? Well, yes. But or 416. Or 2.14. Okay. 2.14 says, Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil. And then in 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Um so he had to walk through everything and had to be complete. Mm -hmm. He fulfilled the righteous requirement. Amen. Listen to this. He had to fulfill the righteous requirement of the law. Right. Then he had to fulfill the righteous wrath of God. Right, right. We leave that part out a whole lot, mm -hmm. but he had to do both. Right. The law was not, what did Jesus say? I haven't come to destroy the law. I've right. come to fulfill, fulfill the law. Uh -huh. So he had to live it out. There had to be, when God put the law in place, Someone had to live it perfectly. Mm -hmm. But because not everyone did, mm -hmm. someone then had to pay the penalty right. for all that was set in Leviticus and the like. Right. When you sinned. And so Jesus said, I will follow, I will fulfill the righteous requirement of the law. I mean, we look at the law and we'll say things like, Well, and I said this, and it's true. The law really has no redeeming aspect to it mm -hmm. in and of itself. It's just to show that you're a sinner in need of a Savior, and that is absolutely true. But it's righteous. Right, exactly. Because it's given by God. Mm -hmm. So then to live it was one thing, which was necessity. Right. But it was not all. Not, right. Because there was still this redemption price. Mm -hmm. When you redeem something, there was a price with it. Right. And the price was to drink the cup of the wrath of God and drink it all. If you've ever wondered why did Jesus have to go through the, the horrific beating and then to be nailed to the cross and shed his blood and have all that done to him, that's 
the righteous wrath of the Father. I tell people all the time, well, who killed Jesus? Well, technically the Romans, mm-hmm. persuaded by the Jews, mm-hmm. but it was really wow. God the Father. Yeah, right. It was all of us with our sins. Yeah, it was all of us. But it was really God, yes. Because what is I then you then you go to I mean, we are connecting some scripture <laughs> today. It pleased the Father yeah. to bruise him. Yeah. Jesus put himself on the cross because he's the same God as God the Father. Mm-hmm. Jesus walked through this pit of horrificness. Right. For but God demonstrated his love towards us while we were still yet sinners. Christ died for us. Us, yep. and so that was the the righteous wrath of God. Mm-hmm. That we forget that part. Mm-hmm. That, that had to be. I mean, jeez, man. Then it says, "Born under the law." There it is, born under the law, right. which means what? To fulfill the law. He was under the same right that he contract, did. quote unquote. Right. And you, I mean, and we see that. I said it very eloquently a minute ago, didn't I? Yeah. About fulfilling the law. Yeah. That was pretty eloquent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But we see that throughout the Gospels. We see him living his life under the law. Mm-hmm. He did everything that he did was in in accordance to the law. He also then took it to make it more than what the law said. He took it to a matter of the heart and not just works of the law that the scribes and the Pharisees did. But, um, but yeah, so we see him living that, that life under the law. But the difference between him and humanity us was that he perfectly kept the law yeah it, not only just the physical aspect of it like the rich young ruler uh-huh. you know he said don't steal don't right, right, right. Steal. oh right. i've done all them things right. well one thing you lack right and what jesus is getting at is there's a spiritual aspect of the law yes. too that yeah. that's why he said in the sermon on the mount you've uh-huh. heard it said but i, I say, say. Uh-huh. i love that but i say right And so he had to do that. And then it was to redeem those under the law, you and I and everybody else, so that we might receive adoption as sons. Mm-hmm. Now, I just talked about this the other Sunday night, uh-huh. about adoption. Right. Adoption can, for us, can go either way. Like the child can ask the dad to adopt them or the mm-hmm. dad can. But in our case, it is all based upon the father. Right. And here's what he says. For God so loved the world yeah. that he gave Mm-hmm. His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the adoption process. Right. Yep. That's in a sense, and I hate to use this word. No, I, I use another. <coughs> that's the covenant. Yes. That's more than a contract. That's a covenant. Yes. He cannot go against himself. That's right. Nor his covenants. Right. When he makes a covenant or a promise. Mm-hmm. He has then obligated himself yep. to fulfill that promise. That's right. Or he's not God any that's longer. Right. That's right. That's right. And that's the that's the thing with the covenant, because this the covenant um is this guarantee that he's gonna fulfill his promises. So it's like you have this the layer of the promises, but then you have the layer of the covenant on top of that. And so when you think about him not being able to break his covenant and not that his and his promises are yes and amen. Yes. Um, that how um binding is that and how sturdy is that for us to depend on? Because then if his promises are yes and amen and his covenant is the guarantee that he's gonna keep those promises, then obviously 
he's not going to break his covenant. Yeah, your, your covenant is only as good as your word. Right. And his word is perfect. Right. Well, and it says in Hebrews that he, in Hebrews 6, that he makes, um, he swore by himself. Yeah. Because, and it is impossible for God to lie. Yeah. And so based on those things, his oath and his promise, then that he keeps his word. Hmm. There's so much in this. Mm-hmm. And I love this. And, and then I'm going to go into the next. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. There's the Holy Spirit that yep. now lives inside of us. Yep. Crying, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave but a son. Yep. Here's the difference. And this is where I get frustrated with people saying, well, I got to do this. No, you get to do this. Mm-hmm. A slave says, oh, this is so good. Come on. A yeah. slave says what? I have to do this. Yep. But a son says, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I get to do this. Mm-hmm. And that's the big difference. Yeah. When you start saying about your walk with Christ or your a church attendance or your whatever, and you start saying things like, well, I have to do this, well, then you have a master that's not a good master. Mm-hmm. I would still say you're a slave of sin. With Jesus, you get to do this stuff. Right. You you don't have a right to do it except by the fact that the Spirit lives in you and He's justified you and made you righteous and made your standing so that you can stand before a holy, perfect, righteous God, not because of you and your own clothing, but because of the clothing of Jesus. Right. That's why you can stand. Mm-hmm. And that's why we'll be able to stand one day and not have to pay the penalty for our sin, but we'll receive the rewards of our choice of Jesus. Right. Wow. Yeah. Because then, and then it continues and says that if we're sons, then we're heirs. And so, right, as adopted sons, we are co-heirs with Jesus, and we then um, inherit all of the things that um, Jesus has at his disposal, well, all, of the, all of the treasures of heaven, all the strengths of, of God, all the glories of God. They are all ours. I mean, think about that. Right. And it's not something that we have to wait for to until we get to heaven, but um, God gives them to us now. Yes, oh. there's going to be things that will be great in greater glory or greater that we'll have in heaven, but we we are kingdom citizens now. Yeah. And so we have those things now. We have access right to those things now. problem is we don't take advantage. Right, right. <laughs> because we get the mentality, well, I have to do it. Right. Who's going to bless that? Right. So anyway, right. all right, time's up. It is? Yep. Wow. We we covered a lot of ground. <laughs> I think we did. <laughs> I mean, that was good. We, we covered a lot. Of, Dan, we missed you. Yep. Oh, Danny boy. <laughs> <clears throat> um. So any closing thoughts? I, I just, I love this because, and I love how we have gone back to the Old Testament and, and how we've connected all these scriptures because it just shows that the truth of that, that God is God and that mm-hmm. God is the sovereign one who has been in control and over all of the world for from eternity past into eternity. For I mean, he's it shows his eternality. It shows, um, it just makes me love him more and more. Absolutely. My big thought is this. Scripture interprets Scripture. Yeah. You're never going to find where the Old Testament contradicts the New Testament. Now, Jesus gave deeper meanings to things, but that's not a contradiction. That's a deeper meaning. Right. 
and you're never going to find something new that contradicts something in the old. It all work. It is hand in glove, always perfect because all scripture is God breathed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you if you've never met Jesus, yeah. Christmas time is a great time to meet. He doesn't stay the baby in the manger. He grows up. That's right. To be the lion of the tribe of Judah. Mm-hmm. And um, what a what a wonderful God man he is. Yep. So, pray for us. Okay. Um, Heavenly Father, I thank you that um, before the ages began, that you determined that you would send this gift to us, and so that now, as each of us celebrates Christmas and remembers the birth of your Son, that I pray that we would be conscious of um, your sovereignty in that and your um, being in control and all-knowing of when it was the proper time and in the fullness of time. And may we rejoice in the fact that you chose to bless us um, with eternal life and to give it to us as a gift. And that started with the birth of your son. And so we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Hey, by the way, I'm Hank Meadows, pastor <laughs> of Mary Baptist Church. I got my home slice with him this morning. Hey, hey. But so not and, Dan. But not Dan. Oh, not Dan. today. We miss you. <laughs> Sadness. Okay, next time he'll be back with us. All right, y'all. Bye, y'all. Less than a week to Christmas. Oh, my.